for the most entertaining talk anywhere. Stay tuned to LA Talk Radio, your real talk station, with 24 hours of commercial free programming. Green Room is brought to you today by LegalZoom.com, the leader, the leader in self-help legal documents. Make sure to use the referral code GREEN to get a discount at checkout. And now, live from Studio City, California, the host of the Green Room, Sean Green. All right, I am your host, Sean Green. We're doing it live here on LA Talk Radio, 323-203-018. Or zero eight one five. Give us a call. Um, I see you guys noticed that uh, Logan is not in the studio. He's being replaced by Troy Conrad today. Troy is also sitting in there, uh, helping us mix it up here today. Troy, thank you for coming in. Hey, thanks for being here. I can't believe Logan made me mess up the word on that. <laughs> I know uh, Logan's <laughs> normally a very great broadcaster. I got to play this clip just in uh, Logan's absence. Logan, I found that. Um, I found that clip somewhere online. Some awful guy's uh, rapping MySpace. He goes under the name Logan the Wolverine. I guess from, nice. uh, you know, his name's Logan. I guess the guy in X-Men, Wolverine, his first name is yeah. Logan. So he decided to use that as his moniker. Nice. Well, first, I mean, uh, thanks for coming in, Troy. really appreciate you uh, coming in here, checking out the show. Yeah, man. I've known uh, Troy for a while now. Let's see, uh, going on six years maybe? It's got to be about almost six years now, yeah. Known Troy for a long time. I met Troy when I first started doing stand-up comedy. We met at this, I I don't know how to what other adjective to use to describe it, but just god-awful bar, uh, Marvin Mary's, where they... You know, it was just a kind of hole-in-the-wall bar, but it was it was run by this kind of Zen master character, Bino, and he decided that he, you know, he had it with just random people coming in there, getting drunk, and I don't know, not spending money, which I, I don't know why he decided comedy, but no, he, he just had this idea to create this, this kind of club, um... That's probably the best. <laughs> well, it's funny that you call you say god awful, and and there, I'm not kidding. There were times, and I I remember this because I actually like went to someone, a friend of mine, and I said, "Look, I said I'm I'm considering quitting comedy. I said I'm so <laughs> depressed over. I've been doing these shows at Marvin Mary's, and uh, there's no one there. Yeah, at exactly. The place, usually, and 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 I remember that, you know, and then. The the funny thing is is like it's just a great testament to the to the idea of sticking around and sticking with comedy and and sort of like uh, I get I hate to use the word faith but it's probably a good use of the term like having faith in yourself that that you know if you feel You're like no this is this is funny these people are stupid or or it's like I am funny I just haven't I haven't put it together yet to explain it to people how I'm funny. Yeah. But it, it was almost cool in the sense that it was it was so awful 
in a way that it was it was great because it was it was like double sessions in uh, football. You know, you have these awful practices in this you know August heat. You're sweating. You know, you're you're on the border of killing yourself. But then it kind of it kind of bonds you together, and it really bonds you to the whole art form of stand up comedy. And you're like, wow, if this isn't going to make me quit comedy, I don't think anything will. Right. Yeah. If you can make it past that, I mean, it's really like you just there were there were times you just drive home and uh, depressed because you just performed for either no people or the the other. Here, there were only two <laughs> options. Either the there was the two like people off the street who came in there for the tre- cheap cheap drinks and didn't care about the comedy. And right. Then, and they were just annoyed that any people were doing anything except drinking. Right. And and then it was ridiculous. Like to hey hey you guys listening? Like you can't do that. <laughs> And, and then the other – it was always one extreme. That the other extreme was there were six or seven comics in there. So then, oh, well, there's that's a giant crowd for that place. Oh, yeah, definitely. But everyone's just basically writing their set list. Like they have no interest in watching anybody. And it, Well, coupled with the fact that a lot of the people that were there – you know, obviously it's an open mic. So a lot of the people there were just starting out. So you're at your most – you're at your most fragile with your ego. You're at your most – you're you're at the point where you're willing to take direction so much from the crowd like oh wait i said that that's funny like you're just so desperate for validation and you come to the place where there's literally no validation whatsoever it became the greatest low stakes place ever to perform because once you like once i embraced that like Oh, whatever I do is I'm gonna get a no. I'm gonna get zero response whether I do something amazing or something ridiculous. So I just started throwing stuff against the wall, doing different character or different thing each night. And this was a six night a week room. You don't get that anywhere in the world right now. Well, the word and <laughs> Bino Bino was the the club leader, the guy who he'd, he'd awesome dude. It was funny for what a downtrodden place it was. Bino was like the total op, the eternal optimist. He would come up here with his Zen philosophies, talking about Deepak Chopra. Like, guys are coming in here, they're booking deals. Like, he was just trying to hype everyone up. He was, yeah, he was like a, a cross between Anthony Robbins and Timothy Leary. <laughs> yes, he was. It, it was almost psychotic the belief that, like, hey, you can come in here and you can have a comedy show, and it just. Um, yeah, I mean it was it was a great experience. I'm glad I was there. Especially the were you there the one of the last nights? I was I was out of town for the very last night. Oh. I was there like the fifth or fourth the last night. Yeah. I mean it, you really bonded with each other. Yeah. I just remember the last night though, it got really wild. Like the couple chicks that came in yeah. there, they were taking their tops off. I was sucking on chicks' breasts, like it was <laughs> Oh my I was God. just like, this is the greatest oh. moment of my life. This is show business, people. This is show business. And people were taking pictures. I was just like, yeah. Yeah. See, that's amazing because that, I mean, certainly I never did anything as great as like having <laughs> just like titties all around and stuff. Like, well, that's, that's what I'm saying. It was, you know, this was like that that one time where it really was this crazy party atmosphere. Normally it was just a bunch of downtrodden, <laughs> sulking comedians. <laughs> well, that's where the Jesus show came out of. Like, it literally started out of that idea of like, hey, let's just, just who cares? I had a costume in my car. Let's just go do this. And then I started doing this whole show as Jesus, which is like, it's it's incredible that that's the place it started. So that's that's the genesis. Um, that is literally the genesis. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, G- Genesis for comedy Jesus. That's a <laughs> character you play. Explain it. You said it came from Marvin Mary's. I, I think I even remember a few times you performing that. H- how did it start? What was the actual first 
inkling of like, hey, why not go up as Jesus? When did that first kind of aha moment happen? It, it was it was pretty simple. It was actually not even a, a, it wasn't even anything as profound as an aha. It was literally like, God, you don't have a set list tonight. What do I? <laughs> oh yeah, I have this Jesus costume in my car from. Kevin Kadoka, great comic. Kevin Kadoka need he needed me to play Jesus in a sketch, and I I went and I paid like sixty bucks for the, you know, the wig and the beard and the very basic uh, costume, and and so it was sitting. I'm like, damn, if I'm going to pay that sixty bucks, and yeah, I'm going to get some again, use out of it. Might as well. I was like, I'll just go up as Jesus, and I didn't have any, anything planned, so right. I'm like, I'll just go up as Jesus and ask and answer questions from people, and and I also I think the first a number of times I did it. I was like purposefully drinking a lot. Like I was getting drunk on stage and then I was like an angry Jesus. Yes. You know, flipping over tables, complaining yeah. about trading inside the temple. Yeah, that guy, that guy, like angry about George Bush and angry about and I think the whole thing really came out of like the idea that came out of is like that Bush, you know, if Jesus came back, he would there's no way he would say, yeah, you know what, that guy Bush, he's awesome. He's like, he right, it's quotes just, me. It's just kind of pointing out the contradiction of, uh, you know, super conservative, or especially Bush in particular, being conservative, but then also, you know, being involved in war and such glaringly obvious non-Christian principles. Yeah. So then you come around, you start doing the comedy Jesus, and after Marvin Mary's close, what, where'd you do, where'd you take the Jesus character next? What was the well, next step? Well, I had I had obstacles like because a lot of people thought, oh, it's uh, I get it, it's a show where he's making fun of Jesus. Oh, okay, yeah, I've seen that before. Like, so I had that I had to like really get the show out there to a bunch of places and you know develop it and let people see that it wasn't that. And I had lots of failure shows that were just terrible. And then I, you know, <laughs> that must like, be just, really awkward bombing oh. in. Describe what it's like to bomb in a Jesus here's, costume. Oh, here's what it's like to bomb in a Jesus costume. It's uh. It's a feeling of like here's you know here's G- it, it feels I just ex- picture this sad Troy you know, in this Jesus wig and oh yeah no if you've seen the movie The Passion of the Christ everything mm-hmm. that was done to Jesus in that movie <laughs> just think of that's what was done to him on an emotional level exactly. and that's exactly what it feels like it's horrible just like oh I put on a beard to bomb I could bomb I could bomb any time without yeah, a beard on because it's such a commitment to be like oh. all right I'm gonna wear this costume I'm gonna get into this character I'm gonna become Jesus Christ. Oh. And then the crown of thorns. Of it's no all, laughing. When I moved to LA, I, I took a job uh, making uh, as like doing party birthday parties for kids mm-hmm. and uh, twisting balloons and stuff. I had to learn how to twist balloons. I was horrible at it. Yeah, and I can't. There's nothing worse. It's just, there's something about like if you dress up as something and then bomb. It is <laughs> makes it that much worse. Horrible. I've had to do so many shitty gigs of costume things, and it, it, when they don't go well. It it's so hard. It like, adds another level of uncomfortableness. Yeah, you take off the costume, you also stripped away your dignity. Well, you talk about um, being in the Jesus outfit. I actually played Jesus in a short film. It was cast off uh, Craigslist. I just responded to something because the, the casting oh, nice. was must have real beard. And at the time, <laughs> I had a really, really thick beard. I'm not a great actor, uh, but I was like, ah, whatever. I'll, I'll right send it on. off. They, you know, I go in there for the interview. Um, I can tell, like, I didn't do great at the audition, but these guys are just kind of piecing together this short film, and they're like, well, we we really like your beard, so, uh, all right, yeah, 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 we'll, we'll have you on. <laughs> we like your beard. Okay, so, cut to um, a few months later, I'm, I'm there, 
I'm doing it. You know, I do this scene. It's in this guy's backyard in Glendale. You know, it, it went fine. <laughs> I go to the screening um, the night of. Go to the screening, watch the scene. I come on. They got these special effects, great sound effects. Nice. And then they go to the extreme close-up of me as Jesus Christ. They zoom in right on my mouth, and there on the 12-foot screen, about three feet of it is covered up by a giant cold sore. Oh, I had, no. Yes. I had – what oh had happened was God. the Eagles were in the playoffs. I had been chewing a lot of, like, chewing tobacco because I was just all <laughs> I was just all worked up, and I was just, like, stressed out because of the Eagles. And I would just been doing a lot of chew right oh. before the shoot. So I kind of had, like – I don't even know what you oh, – maybe, I, like, a blister or something. So there I was. I'm, I'm looking at him like, oh, my God. <laughs> you had a cold sore on the big screen. Jesus Christ. Oh, God. That's so great. And then so then you like, yeah, and then people are like, well, why didn't he just heal himself? Right, exactly. Or, you know, someone's like, oh, is that your idea of a joke? Oh, okay. I get Oh, Jesus had herpes. Oh, original angle. But did they zoom in on it, like, on purpose? No, no. What I don't... <laughs> I just think they were too afraid to say anything, or it was months later when they realized it, oh. because it was an extreme close-up, because I was directing the character what to do, so it was like, just my mouth, they wanted it real close, you know, and it's me talking as the voice of God, and oh I'm there with this giant <laughs> cold sore. Oh, oh my God. Well, we talked about it, um, your comedy Jesus show, and now, what's... What's the latest? Uh, what's the latest step? Uh, in the I, I, it was Jesus awesome. Project? Well, it goes out. Uh, it goes. Well, what out. Go, you're the, doing the, a film of it. Correct? Well, well, I'm I'm currently finishing the feature, the major feature film on it. That's a separate thing. But the live DVD comes out next, like I think at the end of next week. It ships out, so it's available on Amazon and Netflix. You can reserve it now on Amazon and Netflix and whatever other. But I think like it'll go into like the blockbusters and the the the, the really ballsy blockbusters. Exactly. Uh, I think that there'll be blockbusters that carry it until they really watch it, thoroughly. or until someone is like, "Oh, I like Jesus. I like comedy. Maybe I'll check that out." Right. Like, it, like because because the distribution company actually they said, "Yeah, you know," they said, uh, "It's going to go out uh, to the you know." They said it'll be in Walmart, and I go. It ain't going to be in Walmart for long, man, because I specifically to destroy Walmart in the in the actual you know live DVD. I I specifically target Walmart as a shitty place that should shut down. Uh, and I and uh, you know there's I know there's a debate there on that, but uh, I still think. All it's right, well, shitty. let's uh, let's give people a little preview. And now is this. The clip you gave me. This is is this the trailer uh, this is, from the feature? Yeah, film? this is audio from the trailer, and and uh, and there's spaces for like there's reviews, so it, it's not all dialogue throughout it. But and the premise is basically that Jesus has returned as a stand-up comic, and he's not too happy with humanity. I am going to answer questions. It's going to be just like prayer, except you get a real answer. <laughs> I am black. I have to show up white in America, or no one will listen. Okay. <laughs> Nuclear technology, religion, and Celine Dion. Hoping no one gives any of them. By the way, I don't know your president. We don't have a special relationship. His prayers go right into my spam folder. Dear Jesus, can you turn water into gasoline? No, but you fucking wish. Listen. Dear Jesus, was professional... Wrestling real in biblical times. Okay, here's the weird thing. Yes, it was. Everything starts out good and then 
corporations come in and fuck it all up. I don't control things. I didn't make rates all. That's, All right. uh, that's Jesus answering questions on stage. I like that. So that's uh, that's a big part of the show, people throwing out stuff. Yeah, they write down questions. They put them in a bucket. I'm very – this is the only – maybe the only area in life I'm very superstitious. I don't want to see any questions or touch the bucket holding the questions because <laughs> it might ruin some of the spontaneity. And, and it's also fun to see Jesus fail once in a while in a question. Right, exactly. It, it, keeps, it, uh, it keeps it live. <laughs> it keeps it real. It keeps it entertaining. What is uh, what was like the the question? If you remember ones that specifically caught you really off guard. Oh, I've had a. When I when I did the show in Dublin, and uh, the, the this I don't know why, and, and it's still it's still uh, uh, this question. Like I, I get these sometimes where people go, "Hey, uh, if you could bring three things to an island, uh, what, uh, you're trapped on an island with three things. What would they be?" I don't know. I I I've had that question a number of times. I answer it differently every time. For some reason, that's my least favorite question. Why is that? Because it's just so broad and open ended, uh, and it requires three things. No, I'll give like a I'll give like a hundred things. I I just I don't know I don't know why it just seemed like so. <laughs> Does anyone ever try to stump Jesus? Like oh, oh yeah, I'll, I, I can that. imagine that. What, I love when people try and stump. What's a good example of like a stump question? Like oh, I'm going to put Jesus in his place. I'm going to show him who's boss. This was one of the first times out of Mar of Mary's I did the show, and it was in Long Beach. It was like that uh, Queen. It was the Queen Mary. And it was uh, Stephen Kimbrough, as Booker, who uh, ran a con- contest. And someone, uh, since it was a contest, the comics in the back, I didn't know them, and they wanted to throw, throw right. It they off. want you to fail, obviously. And so they go, "What is what is the meaning of cheese, or something like that?" And you know, or like, "What is cheese, or something?" Try to throw you a dud. Yeah, and that was great. I love those kind of questions. I don't remember what, exactly what I said, but it had something to do with you know life has lots of holes in it like swiss cheese and you have to deal with them and what i don't at the time it was funny that's well that's that's the great thing about uh playing jesus christ you are you know you're the ultimate you Expert. have the ultimate say yeah it's it's, it's, it's a it's, great place to come for as a character you're like no this is why it is why because i say it is all right i work yeah. in mysterious ways go fuck yourself yeah yeah exactly I like, you know <laughs> that's such that. a great place to come from as a character yeah as an expert yeah to to, to know that you're re- you really are the final say cuz the the game the expert game in improv is, is a fun one all right well we were talking about your character uh comedy jesus let's talk about a character that's uh taking up a lot of the news um, Sarah Palin, of course, um, had her farewell speech. I don't know. Did you get to catch it, Troy? Yeah, yes, and I, I'm really glad that you're bringing this up because I, I literally have not heard any person in the news talk about the, the one simple fact that was happening throughout her speech. And it's funny because they make fun of of uh, Obama. They go, yeah, he's reading a prompter. Well, you know what? He reads it well, and the prompter is actually a skill that you have to learn. It's not an easy skill. It takes, I'd say, a couple days just to really get to get the feel of yeah. it, you know? And she's here. She's reading a prompter. She's had plenty of prompter experience. Why couldn't she read this prompter? She, it was almost as if she... Because if you don't rehearse it at all and you just go, hey, just fuck it. I'll just show up. Yeah, and let's read hear it. it. Let's, let's yeah. get into it. Let's Together it. we do stand with gratitude for our troops who protect all of our cherished freedoms. Like they got to mention the troops early. Our freedom of speech, which 
par for the course. I'm going to exercise. I love her little, I love her little smarminess and like winks to the camera. Like, I don't know. Oh. I mean, they talk about, um, you know, people in Hollywood being condescending, but this, she's the ultimate, like, she's, she, she projects this superiority that I, I think would turn off a lot of people, but doesn't, doesn't really seem to. <laughs> Yeah, well, there's actually somebody that was recently talking about – there was a, a psychiatrist that sort of analyzed the whole – like a lot of her personality and everything, basically put her on the couch and said that she's a, like a classic narcissist. She doesn't know that yeah. other people exist. And – I love – I love how she just mentions we have free speech and it's like a 30 second applause. God, do I wish I was a politician just for these easy crowds. Oh, First, some straight talk for <laughs> some, just some, in the media. Because another right protected for all of us is freedom of the press. And you have such important jobs. reporting. Fa- it's like she's talking, it's like obviously she's trying to talk down to people, but it She's trying to talk down to the media. It's it's very – I don't get that because she's addressing people that are really into her, but she's talking down and condescending to the media that uh, – Yeah, I think that she uh, – I think that she, by attacking the media, can sort of like – in her mind, she can discredit the entire quote-unquote right. media. Exactly. Anyone who says something at this point Facts. is the media. And informing the electorate and exerting power to influence – you represent what could and should be a respected, honest profession that could and should be a cornerstone of our democracy. <laughs> could and should, could be. And should be. Could and should be. Democracy depends on you. And that is why, that's why our troops are willing to die for you. So. This is for the New so, York Times. This is for CNN. Yeah, I know. This, this is what's funny oh, about like her detached. How about, like, in honor of the American soldier... Yeah, quit making things up. So it's really what she's saying is stop making fun of me and do that for the troops. Exactly. I know. What a, what a pompous request. N- another 30-second applause break. That's so awesome. Tie that in with the truth. Stop the making things up for the truth. Yeah. Wisdom of the people and one other thing for the media. Our new governor has a very nice family too. So leave his kids, kids alone. Now, how awesome if Dave Letterman had any balls? That would be his first top ten joke. Is uh, talking about Derek Jeter hooking up with whoever this guy's daughter is. Like, just <laughs> you know what? It's comedy. Deal with it, Alaska. <laughs> Oh, God, wouldn't you just... Stick together uh, on this with new leadership, in this area especially. Encouraging new leadership. Got it. Stiffen your spine yeah, to do what's yeah. right for Alaska when the pressure mounts. That was like she got the light. Because you're yeah, going exactly. anti-hunting, anti-Second Amendment circuses from Hollywood. Now, there's a lot... <laughs> this is great when she just... I mean, I live in Hollywood. I see a lot of causes. That I've never heard and here's how they do of it. these... They use these delicate, tiny, very talented celebrity starlets. They Do you know any starlet that's like, she, oh yeah, Paris Hilton, Lindsay Lohan, Megan Fox? That's one thing they're really advocating is no hunting I, in Alaska. I, what apparently, the fuck some, world do you so, live in? Somebody said that she that she's what she's referring to, and only only the person who did it would know this because it was so long ago. She's uh, uh, supposedly referring to Angelina Jolie, who did a. 
I think it's Angelina Jolie, who did many years ago a PSA in Alaska about hunting. So, and she's still so upset by it that she <laughs> wants really, to get to her. That really changed a lot of hearts and minds in Alaska. Oh, yeah. Anti-Second Amendment causes. Stand strong and remind them That's patriots will protect our individual guaranteed right to bear arms. And by the way... Don't say anything bad about me for the troops. <laughs> that, is a great, that is a great out. Yeah. I'm going to criticize the governor because I hate our troops. By the way, Hollywood needs to know... We eat, therefore we hunt. Take no. that, Hollywood. You speak, therefore you're a cunt. not to hear why I made the decision to chart a new course to advance the state. This is the greatest way and to quit a job. it should be so obvious oh, to you. Everybody should get it. <laughs> I, I love this. The entire crowd is laughing like it's an inside joke. It should be obvious to you. <laughs> it should be. I know, it's such a... It should be. God, the smarminess like, is It's angry. almost like some people think the subtext is that she's going to run. I think the subtext... It's because I love Alaska this much, sir, that I feel that it is my duty to avoid sir? the unproductive... It's weird. Like Who's She's sir? talking to some... It's like she's writing... It's like almost a debate reply, but where was the accusation? Who's the, wait, I want to know specifically who is the sir that she just says, it's like that, sir... I think well, it's just a general third person, d- sir. Typical politics <laughs> as usual, lame duck session in one's last year in office. How does that benefit you? They should have magnetic bumper sticker poetry that she <laughs> that you can put this speech together with. No, with this decision now, I will be able to fight even harder for you for what is right and for truth. I well, love that. Here she is, ready to embark on her fight for truth. I love that. You know, this the subtext I feel that's there is is that and, and in her mind if she could say this out loud she would run on this. But the subtext is kind of like listen and it appeals to men very well. Listen, if you support me, you know you want to fuck me and I will I will fuck every single person. <laughs> my my first term you, it's gonna be like a gigantic gangbang. My first term is basically I'm gonna fuck every guy in America, okay? And then I'm gonna get reelected, and that's when I get the real work done. That's when she's really gonna make us come as the electorate. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of like what she wants to convey, even though outwardly I don't think she would think that. But I think <laughs> no. inwardly she's she wants. Oh, no, she's selling her uh, sex appeal. She, she's selling her sex appeal. If she was a like a really unattractive woman that was like 600 pounds and had like you know yeah, like people are drawn to people that are good looking but that's yeah yeah and, and and yeah i understand that that's part of that's part of whatever dna you got it all right well uh troy we're gonna take a quick i'm gonna read a quick commercial here and uh we'll get back to it in a second all right sean green for legalzoom.com the same way that Sarah Palin is a maverick, you can be a maverick too. You don't need to go to a high-priced, expensive lawyer. You can do it yourself. That's what America's all about. You want to talk about patriots? They took up arms against the King of England. And you can take up l- legal arms against high-priced attorneys. LegalZoom.com, they're not a law firm. No, they're a self-help legal service. And man... They got some great deals here. You can get a corporation for just $139 plus the state fees. A copyright costs just $104 plus the government fee. A trademark costs just $169. 
plus the government fee. Troy, do you have any you have any businesses you're trying to start? Yes, I uh, I had to go through LegalZoom to get uh, my film copyrighted. All They're right. actually really easy. It was like $135, I think. Yeah. So you can get, if you've uh, made a movie, and you know what? Here's the nice thing, in all seriousness, it sure. took about, uh, it took two minutes. I fit, they, they, they make it really easy instead of like long forms. They do yes or no, click yes or no, boom, and all of a sudden, like, what really? It's copyrighted. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it? a it's a ba- it's a simple premise of, you know, most you know most easily done law documents are just templates. You know, all a all a high priced attorney is going to do is just help you fill in those things. You don't need a high priced attorney. You can do it yourself at legalzoom.com. Especially when you fill out the forms, this sexy music plays in your head. Mm-hmm. Just think of it. It's called fluty funk. You'll yeah. be feeling funky, saving some money. That's right. And uh, you can even save a couple extra bucks by uh, entering green in the checkout. Let your buddy, Sean Green, save you some green. LegalZoom.com. Am I right, ladies? <laughs> that was a very, uh, very sensual commercial bed. I like to mix that up. Hey, can we do one quick thing before we move on? Because it'll only sure, take Troy. 10 seconds. That this, this book that I got. Oh, at, okay. Uh, well, yeah, we can, we can get into the comedy garage uh, that we were talking about before the show. I'll explain that real quick. What the Comedy Garage is, is uh, me and a couple of my buddies who are also stand-up comedians. We built a stage in our garage, and once a month, we kind of have a house party slash stand-up comedy show. You know, everyone comes over. The premise is, hey, sit around, get wasted. I mean, you can't smoke a hookah at the improv. That's right. You can't shotgun beers at the improv, but you can see the comics that are normally up at the improv for free. Come hang out. I mean, there's a dog there humping everyone's legs. It's a real party environment. And Troy, you were uh, you graced the stage last Saturday. Very good set. It was a great time. Yeah, you know, you just Google uh, Comedy Garage Burbank, and you have a website for it. Yeah, we just uh, if you're on the Facebook, just type in the Comedy Garage. Yeah, that's what comes up. Get it's, plugged it's in. Awesome time. It's in Burbank. It really feels like a high school. Like if you had fun, if you're the kind of person that went like in high school and you were drinking, and like someone's parents went out of town, you get the backyard, you talk to the neighbors, you spend a week like talking to each neighbor, going, "Look, we're gonna have a party. Exactly. We're really sorry, but it's gonna be noisy late." It's exactly like that. It feels like it. There's good cheap beer. It's free. Free beer. Yep. At, free beer. Uh, it's it's an awesome time. And the the benefit is we live near the Burbank Airport, so you can be really loud because everyone that lives near us has the double ply windows because of the noise traffic from Burbank. Airport. Oh, is that so what it, it is? So it adds another element of you know having a loud comedy show at eleven thirty at night on a Saturday. No one gives a fuck. It's great. Oh, that's great. And uh, last, let's see, last Saturday our theme was uh, short shorts and shorter sleeves. So. A lot of the comics and uh, some of the people hanging out, that was the theme, wearing incredibly short shorts and uh, short sleeves. That which, was fun. Yeah, it was great. It was uh, it was kind of bizarre going to the Goodwill, picking, you know, I'm, I'm picking out, um, you know, size four women's running shorts <laughs> and this children's tie-dye shirt that's extra small. It was, it was kind of, you know. It, you know what? That is the best feeling ever, and especially because I can't stand the thing. The one thing about Hollywood that that I hate the most are the like the lines of like clubbers that are dressed like super. You know, they spent like two hours and they bought thousand dollar outfits, and the guys with like the douchebag five hundred dollar haircuts and stuff like. This was the exact opposite. It's this the is like cool. Of it. Like you feel like it's you're the anti cool. It's That's the cool. anti cool. It's that. It's that vibe of. We don't give a fuck about being cool so much. Inherently, that becomes cool. If Which you, I don't even know if that's cool anymore, but it's cool. I think you have full, full circle it back to cool. 
And you said uh, you were gonna, you were planning on getting to one bit well, that you never got to. Yeah, I never got the, the bit. But really, it's just a, it's a simple little thing. We'll just do one of these, and we can move sure. on. But we, it, maybe at the end, we could. This is a book I got at my friend uh, and great comic John Fiegel saying's uh, garage sale, and it's called 14 and One More Things That Piss Me Off." Here's the thing about it: I picked it up. I'm like, God, this, this. I don't know why, but this will be cool. I'm gonna flip the book, and then I'll stop. I'm looking at it right now. Say, I'm just flipping it, and and when I stop, I will look at the first thing I see, and it'll be a Seinfeld premise. All right. And there's nothing in this book that's probably not a Seinfeld premise. Okay. And I've I don't think I've I've only read a couple of these, so I'm not sure. planning this. Okay, ready and stop. Okay. Uh, sharing a room with your brother or sister. How come you? Hey, what's <laughs> you know what the worst thing about growing up is? Sharing a room with the brother and sister. Why can't you have your own room? Can't the parents divide the room so the brother and sister can sh- can have their own space? I mean, when do you really get your own space? Because then you get older, you get married, you don't have your own space. It's, it's It just lends itself. There's nothing in this book that can't be a Seinfeld premise. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I, and you realize how mundane the Seinfeld premises are. I, obviously, he's a skilled comedian. Or Yes, I, I, I feel, agree. I like I feel Seinfeld. like I, I have to say that... Um, you know, just because no. I'm not as successful as him, and people, you know, like if you shit on him, then it's like, oh, you're jealous. But no, what a, yeah. I I am jealous, but I I, right, I also right, right. admire. I mean, I also admire what he's done. I don't I don't. But hate he does. At all. It I really is great. the most mundane topics yeah. of just like the slightest annoyance, and then you know, he picks up that ball and runs with it. Yeah, I mean, he was brilliant at taking the mundane, but now it's been a number of years where it's like very easy to look back and sort of deconstruct that. Right, but he was kind of a pioneer in bringing that style to the forefront, and now now that, that almost that observational style has just been effed out yeah, so much in the stand-up world. It has, but you know, he did have a point of view. It does have. It, it, at least, like, people criticize comics without a point of view, but you know what? He did have a point of view. It was that very, like, delving into the minutiae kind of thing. Right, you know? it's that, uh, you know... Super analytical, um, yeah, super analytical breaking down of something. Well, he has a point of view. This woman, um, you want to know why California is facing the budget crisis it is? This is just a perfect example. This woman uh, got up in front of the Santa Cruz City Council and, you know, felt compelled to present her ideas. For those of you uh, people listening to other parts of the country, Northern California, um, definitely known of known to enjoy the marijuana. I don't know if that factors in this or not, but uh, take yeah, a San- Santa Cruz is a good marijuana place. They're, they're, the Santa Cruz College mascot is the banana slug, so. Nice. Well, the crops are um, growing very well, and um, they're organic, and some of them have pesticides, and I think that we should. Wait, <laughs> first off, that. The contradiction starts right. Uh, they're organic, and some of them have pesticides. Isn't that the definition of organic? Is the, not having pesticides. I, correct? I'm really. I would be really surprised if, and I'm sure we'll find out eventually. But I'd be surprised if this this. I don't think this marijuana could cause the level of sort of like um, scrambled thoughts that are happening. To make um, a perfect pesticide for the crops that um, is good for people and healthy and keeps the crops preserved too because we need the food because it's food and stuff. And organic- <laughs> because it's food and stuff. I'd like to translate uh, what she's saying line by line. All right, let's do it. Troy. Okay, let's do that. Food is good also. Um... And the businesses downtown um, really need to lower their rent because... 
uh, we have an economic crisis right now with this uh, global <laughs> recession, which is impacting our local community. And in order to build our local community, the um, businesses should stand together and the leasing agents should also stand together and lower the cost on a month-per-month basis so that uh, other people can step in and start businesses. If the rent was lowered, those people would really have their own businesses. They have enough stuff. They're very good at making things. They're like experts. In America, we are very privileged to have a number of resources right at our fingertips, and we have lots of resources. They're really good, and we can really be a community and um, make the things and um, sell them in our stores. And I really believe that it can be... When a community has a decent manufacturing base and they actually make things instead of exporting them to China, it raises the bar and raises the level of productivity and and even goodwill and good feelings in that community. A California thing that it can it can really work out because um, we can be rich in cotton and mining metals <laughs> and. She's got a lot of businesses planned for this small town. Yeah, I'm, I'm having trouble. I'm, I'm going to have, have trouble translating that last one. We're <laughs> rich in – okay. Oh, he, here in Santa Cruz, we have mm-hmm. – a. as you know, we have – I hope – we have a great deal of cotton mm-hmm. and we also have mining. Well, let's not – Let's not abuse that, and let's make sure that it goes back into the community. Silkworms, and we can make things. We can make things cars. The- <laughs> we can make things. We can make things cars. It's, it's very clear. She is a genius. It's very clear she's saying that we need to move the automo- automobile manufacturing uh, association and that, and that entire industry right. to Santa Cruz. Right, the big three. Yes. Bring them, bring them to Santa bring Cruz. Bring them there. Machine can make it for us. And we can have the community and the city in San Francisco. And she, we can you know, make stop right things. There. She hit on a brilliant point, which I think is, I she's going to go down as a revolutionary. Mm-hmm. She said the machine can make things for us. Exactly. That, isn't that the real goal of technology? That isn't that what's going on in America right now? That's people ex- don't make stuff anymore. Machines make. stuff. She is a genius. That way, see, in the perfect utopia, machines actually make stuff. We don't have to have these crappy manufacturing jobs. She's saying, let the machines make it. Get some Terminator guys in here and right. have them do it. That way, humans can actually have time to teach, think. Teach Skynet how to make Toyota cameras yes. and put them in the stores. On the East Coast, they have slaves, and they believe in. Sl- <laughs> Now, on the obviously on the East Coast, it's very clear that we have a tremendous slavery problem, and that's where it started. You know, that's where you know they they brought the slaves. They went right. They didn't right. bring them to L.A. They brought them to the East Coast, yep. and I think the history that was books the show that. Civil War was about the East versus West Coast battle over slavery, slavery and made in China. But um, on the West Coast, the New West Coast, we don't believe in that. We believe in the Union, and that's what we are. Is in the Bush administration, which is really good. Um, he has. <laughs> Wait, I, I I didn't peg this woman as a Bush supporter. The Bush administration, which is really good. Well, she is a genius because she sees things. I think she's seeing into the future where we're not. We're very limited in our thinking. That's why we don't understand her language. She's saying. Did you know she said the New West Coast? Yep. Yeah. She's talking about when the big earthquake happens. She's oh, already okay. planning right. ahead for the she's, new Santa Cruz. She's light years Government ahead funding for small business owners. You can grow every kind of fruit and vegetable you want. That's, That's how true. they do it. They have 
Fruit trees and vegetable trees. That's where fruit and vegetable comes from. The slaves have that. She's ta- when she says they, she means right. the, the new people on this new coast. It's okay. very the clear. slave owners. You oh, freeze the, the fruit and vegetables. It'll last forever. You can put you know broccoli or strawberries in the freezer. It'll last forever. If you don't, it, you know, it might go bad in a, in a while. But no. keep her. Her only mistake in this entire thing, because she is obviously brilliant, you can't freeze bananas. Right. No, that um, I don't think that would work. Well, we live in California. This is our home. This is where we live. Growing food is so good um, for the people because it's free. All you have to do is pay the farmers and pay for the land. That's but new. why do we have to pay for the land? The land's free. It's new land, you know? I mean, do we have to pay for it's the new land? land? Do we have to pay yep. rent? The it's new a, land. It's part of the new world order. Um, the food's free, so we should just sell it at the farmer's market. See? It's free, and <laughs> so you, you sell it. Yeah. That's She's, she's an amazing... Uh, uh, I love the guy, the one guy sarcastically clapping. Oh, man, that yes, was awesome. Like, Thank like, you. I think that was the clap to, uh, to like, like, oh, please let that be a closing bit so yes, you can definitely. go. She ended on a high mark. <laughs> that was edited down. That was edited down to two minutes. You could tell there were gaps where she must have just been rambling and not even coming close to a coherent uh, thought. I think she, she's going to sort of revolutionize what happens after the big earthquake. When when the San Andreas Fault, and she's obviously has a background in um, in seismology. Yes. When the Andreas Fault cracks and, and Cal- the new West Coast happens... There's a lot of land where stuff can grow for free. And I think that if she wants to move the manufacturing base here with the cars and then fruit and vegetables. She's on to something. Yeah. We, we, we can agree on that. She's on to something. Yeah. Um, she's light years ahead It of may time. be the year 3000 when we finally look back and go, oh, why didn't everyone else fucking I mean, see that? It's weird. I, I obviously enjoy mocking her and making fun of her. But in another respect... God damn, she's up in a city council meeting trying to make a difference. I've never done anything. I I vote, but that's it. But this woman took time out of her, I'm assuming, somewhat busy schedule to go down. She's like, all right, I got you a know, plan. If anything else, there'll be potheads watching at home, and maybe they the first time they left, but the second time they go, maybe I should go speak at a city council meeting. Because she raised a tremendous amount of awareness about the, the reality new West was she she was passionate she yes, had she causes was. she wasn't very clear or focused but she cared about California she was uh, would you date her um uh, would I date her jeez I don't know she she rambled a lot that's kind of a turnoff if a chick just can't continues to ramble with their we, plans Sean we can totally get together but I just want to read you my poetry I hold on let me go get oh, this let's book go of- yeah we'll act like a first date all right hey uh wow I saw your um I saw your video that was really impressive I thought you're really well you. educated thank um, you so uh, yeah I was wondering if you wanted to it's get some coffee uh yes um you know I have a friend who grows coffee oh really and wow, that's- we freeze it, okay. and that's why if Yeah, we, that sounds like a... Yeah, I, lo- I love homemade coffee. That's And it's not only homemade coffee, but it's also, you know, there's... It's free. It's, why would they charge oh, yeah. us for the coffee if it's... Yeah, of course it's... Grown on land that's free. Right. So do you want to go down to maybe Starbucks or something? Um, 
I can't go to Starbucks because I know, like right now, I'm yeah. just ready to reach over. Right, you right. kill the person. Be quiet. <laughs> That's how long. Just the initial, just trying to do coffee. Can you imagine? Like you go back to her place. Uh, I think. I think uh, we have to talk about what's going on in our relationship because do you have feelings? And um, no. <laughs> you can't just put me in the freezer and not think of me emotionally. You just kind of deep freeze me. But you know that can work for fruit or dehydrating. But my emotions, they have to stay fresh and moist, and you can't. You can't just grow them they're not free i i i i think that uh we'll look back and she will be seen at like someone she'll probably i'm not even kidding you i would don't be surprised if in 2012 it's palin and santa cruz city council girl running because, <laughs> she's just known as that she's just taking it over as yeah, her moniker then, then palin has someone to make her look like this right. genius People exactly go, god she's so smart i mean her vice president could be a little smarter but uh, you know, she Palin knows everything. All right, and she, like she said, she supported the Bush administration. It was good and stuff, and they make things. <laughs> was, they make things. Uh, that was that was amazing. That video is blown up on YouTube. Another video uh, that's blown up on YouTube out. that's been very successful is a uh, short film you made. Um, Oh it's yes, suspended. This got uh, put on uh, some of the big uh, science blogs. Uh, particularly, uh, one of the top uh, science bloggers in the country is PZ Myers, and his his uh, blog is Ferengula. Okay, it's a very strange spelling. Ph. Right, Ferengula. it's a science thing. Yeah, and 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 basically, uh, this is a mockumentary we did, which you you uh, were also starring in. Right, and it's about uh, making. It's basically. A mockumentary satire based on Ben Stein's movie called Expelled No Intelligence Allowed. And it was like basically. What was the premise of Ben Stein's film? The premise was simply that uh, if you believe in evolution, you are, um, along with Hitler and Stalin, a uh, person out to destroy the world. And also, uh, the premise was that all these uh, teachers, college professors, were fired for. Teaching, teaching evolution in cre- private teaching creationism, oh, creationism in, in a okay. science class, which it has no place in. But, but they weren't even fired. It was so all, he kind of Ben Stein, noted conservative. He kind of took their side of the story and yeah, kind of ran with it. And then you almost did a parody of it. And yeah. now this is astrology teachers who. Um, uh, oh are, no! Sorry, the other way around. Yeah, astronomy are, teachers. Who got kicked out for teaching astrology? Yeah, right? like because that's exact same that's like a, yeah, parallel. It's a perfect analogy. All right. Well, I I took uh, a couple clips off. Okay, the, cool. Because uh, you're st- and I want to say this that you you were like you know we kind of played this was unscripted, and uh, here is Sean Green. Uh, we played. I left, you're improvising. I left, yeah, I left my clips in. I took out some. Okay, good, good. <laughs> just just to cut it down for time. So I was okay. fired from the astronomy department for teaching astrology. I was fired because the pro-gravity establishment doesn't understand everything. You know, what old thinking is, is that you need, like, research and uh, empirical evidence or, you know, mathematically provable information at the very least. I think it's important that students should know that if they are a water sign, they're going to have difficulty grasping my course and most likely will receive a failing grade. Right now. If astrology is so wrong, why is it so popular? Why have so many people embraced it? Angry? No. Well, as a Cancer, I'm naturally crabby, but at them, no. 9-11 was bad, but it, but this is, is ongoing, it's pervasive. It's not 9/11 just like one day. I also, I do love that. That's the latest trend of 
you know, before 9-11, people compared things to the Holocaust. But post 9-11, that's become the ultimate, <laughs> oh, right. you know, this is like a 9-11. This Couple is plain. Yeah. This is on, you know, it's like there's no end in sight. Great scientist. <laughs> uh, like Ptolemy. Ptolemy was an alcoholic. You think you can figure out orbital patterns with those decreased motor skills? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Medical records show that Galileo had a lazy telescope eye. Einstein, he flunked out of the third grade. Do you know how easy the third grade is? The multiplication tables are incredibly easy. Okay, perhaps if he would have glanced at his star chart, he would have known to avoid that class in the first place. Newton? Newton may have discovered gravity. But what most people don't know is, every Halloween he gave out candy apples with razor blades in them. This is Hawking, that neophyte. Oh, this is how where, can you... This is where I make fun of... Uh, Stephen Hawking. Yeah, yeah, let me just say, because sure. your character basically is the guy, because they do this in the movie, the guy who discredits everything by attacking the scientist personally. Right. And they do this in the movie, too. But yeah, go ahead. Andy Apples with razor blades in them. <laughs> Stephen Hawking, that neophyte. How can you trust him with the secrets of the cosmos when you can't even trust him to brush his own teeth? <laughs> and I believe, as an educator, it is my duty name my responsibility to share that with the students. Does astronomy kill people? You know what? That's for you to decide. But yeah. All right. Well, uh, that was awesome, man. Good job. Of the piece you put together, very, very funny piece. A lot of people on YouTube. A lot of people took it seriously. Like a lot of people got mad and they they, they said this is ridiculous and they, they thought it was re- there was really was a big uh, like thing of astrology teachers being fired. Astronomy. You would you would have hoped that that day had passed. The day of people watching stuff on the internet and not realizing its intent as satire. I know, but it's fun that way too. It does. It uh, adds an element to it. Well, Troy, comedy Jesus, Jesus Christ, the time has flown by. Um, let people know where they can get a hold of you online. Uh, they can. Uh, you can get the uh, type in comedy Jesus anywhere you find it, but uh, you can watch all the videos on YouTube. Subscribe on YouTube. Just go to, go to YouTube and, uh, and type in comedy Jesus. It's the first thing that comes up, or comedyjesusshow.com. But uh, DVD's out in about a, a week, week and a half. All right. Well, uh, thanks again uh, for hanging out today. Had a great time, it. man. Thanks. All right. Uh, that's it. Thanks for listening to The Green Room. Don't forget to subscribe, subscribe to The Green Room on iTunes. All you have to do is enter the green room with Sean Green in the iTunes store. Make sure to check out LegalZoom.com for all your self-help legal needs. Remember, referral code GREEN for the green room discount. And also, make sure you vote for Wax, the uh, house musician here, the music we listen to. Um, YouTube.com slash A1. He's in a contest. So check that out. All right. Thank you.